This podcast is brought to you by Legacy Power. Gain insight from speakers around the country in essential areas of our lives. Each episode will cover various topics on productivity, family and friend relationships, physical and mental well-being, finance, leadership, and overall self-help. want to welcome Ash and Buswell to this week's episode of the Become Podcast. We welcome you, Ashton. How you doing, man? Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting. You're in sunny San Diego? Sunny San Diego. Mostly sunny today. It's going to rain a little bit on us next week. What the crap is that all about, man? It's supposed to be sunny all the time. That's weird. That's weird. I know. It's a little weird. You live, weird. Uh, you live in your, uh, you live in your dream fantasy area, right? Like that's where you've always wanted to live in San Diego, right? No, not necessarily. Um, but my, my, when we came down here, my wife, she's from Arizona and she, I remember going for a run on December 23rd, but I forgot. And I was like, this is awesome. And she's like, yeah, this is great, but I'm used to this in the winter in Arizona. I'll be impressed when we get to the summertime and it's still 70 degrees. Summer came around yeah. and she's like, we're never leaving. And we haven't wanted to leave since. <laughs> <laughs> so it's awesome down here for sure. Oh man. I lived down near you for a couple of years. And that is the one thing that I can't argue. The, the weather is just perfect. It's perfect all the time. Come on well, down. We're happy to Welcome have the you. World. We're, 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 we're happy to have you on this call. We, um, there's some there's some things that you need to share with the world. This is this is one of the the biggest calls I've been looking forward to, man. And just to kind of highlight some of your some of your big things that you've done, some of your accolades. Um, you originally started in satellites, right? Then you transitioned to alarms. That now you're in the national sales trainer for Legacy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Started in satellites, yep. moved to alarms. I actually took a couple years off of kind of the door-to-door sales and started some businesses with my brother between the alarms mm-hmm. and solar and uh, mm-hmm. lost my shorts on one of my businesses and paid, paid my tuition to school of hard knocks and then <laughs> got, uh, got, got back into solar and have been super grateful that I've been there ever since. So did you leave, you left um, door-to-door for a minute there to do businesses with your brothers. You said that, why did you make the switch? Why did you go away from door to door there at first? I was just kind of done with the door to door sales model, man. I was done selling alarms door to door. I just kind of was sick of mm-hmm. talking to people and having doors slammed in my face. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd done it for six years in a row, and three years with satellites, three years with alarms, and I was just kind of done. And I actually had a couple other jobs yeah. lined up, and my brother told me to come down to San Diego because he had 18 different business ideas. And I hadn't been to San Diego for a couple of years. So I really was just going to go down for a vacation. And I sat down with yeah. him. He legit had 18 different ideas. I thought three were good. We started two businesses and one was successful <laughs> for three and a half years. The one I lost my shorts on ended in a year. So I, I made that. I helped to, you know, the stat of most businesses fail within a year. I was part of that. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I just kind of was excited and ready to do something else on my own, and and yeah. uh, great great experience. But I also was grateful to get back into door to door, hundred percent commission, 
I'm used to that life. I'm yeah. used to to going out and hustling my face off and and you know getting the value that I create. Um, and luckily with solar, different than anything else I've sold, the compensation is is far better than anything else. So you're you're creating so much value. I feel like that it makes sense that right. the compensation is higher. But anyway, so I feel really grateful yeah. that that I've landed where I've landed in solar right now. That's so awesome, man. And for people that are following this um, and subscribe to this podcast, you know, it's not just solar that you've done. You've done satellites. You've sold a thousand personal satellite accounts. You've sold 500 alarm accounts. So you're not, you're not a stranger to door to door. You're not a stranger to like you mentioned, working your face off biggest common denominator in all these just hard work. It's hard work, man. Yep. I was a wrestler in high school and college and wrestling is the individual sport. You, you go out on the mat and you win or lose because of you kind of, I mean, you have a team, you have coaches and whatever, but every single day in practice, you could, you could slack off or you can go all in. Uh, When the practice is done and everybody's showering up, you can shower up or you can do extra and it's all dependent on your, your own work ethic and, so I took a lot of that into into what I did. Personally, my favorite guys to have on my team are wrestlers, swimmers, and farmers because they're all used to huh. just like personal accountability that they are pushing themselves yeah. and it just comes down to them. And and uh, and so, you know, with all, it, 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 between all those different things, I just really outworked people. I'm, re- I'm a talented sales guy now because I've been in it so long, but. I, ne- I haven't always necessarily been a real talented sales guy. In fact, I think there's a lot of sales professionals that would wipe the floor with me in skill set and their magical words and how they say things. But I usually right. will just outwork. I'll just usually outwork them. And and so at the end of the day, I'll I'll sell more than they do, not because I'm better at sales than them, but because I work harder than they do. And I I love that about you, man. And and one thing I learned from you recently was your approach to staying in staying in the lane, staying in the line. You know, you look at um, you gave the example recently of being at a buffet and how uh, you be you know you're waiting in line to get your food and you see another line across the way and that line's moving way faster and uh, you you decide to go over there and. Now you look over at your line or you were initially in and now it's moving way faster. And so we've all seen the, the, the movies where that happens as well. And, and it's kind of a, it's kind of like karma. You shouldn't have moved. Right. Um, yeah, but you, you, you've been a, you've been a big proponent in staying in line and, uh, you've been with legacy for what? Oh, you're one of the OGs of legacy over five years. You've been with them, with them. Yeah. Yeah. What there's, power, that, there's power. What, in that. Why do there's you think power that's in, so important? Well, I just think there's power in deciding to be rooted. You know, I've been offered a lot, a lot of money to go sell for other companies. I've been offered, I would make more money on an individual sales basis with other companies. Um, and I haven't left because I feel like I make more overall because of, every, and that's just, I guess, a legacy specific thing. This isn't a legacy specific thing, but but I, I feel like there's, there's, um, I make more overall because I 
sell more with the platform that we have is what I was going to say, just to not leave anybody on a cliffhanger there, but the, um, staying in your lane and not jumping around when you jump around, like, well, maybe these guys have a little bit better pay scale over here. You go over there for a little bit and you lose your pipeline that you had at your previous company. So you're starting all over again. And then you start all over again and somebody else comes up with a flashy pay scale, or maybe the operations aren't as good as you were promised or something isn't as pretty. And you look back at where you were and you're like, crap, man, it was better over there. And then you go back over there, but you're no longer in the place that you were before and you kind of got to pay your dues again and pay your dues yeah, and, and yeah. get, get back to the spot that you were previously. If you would have just stayed and stayed rooted and realized that things aren't going to be perfect here, but this is a really great opportunity. And if I can continue to plateau up and move, move up uh, my own personal business, good things will come. And sure enough, that, that happens. If you look at, you know, the, I look in the industry and do a bunch of different networking. Some of the most successful payroll people that I know have been in payroll for 20 plus years. Some of the most yeah. successful credit card processing people that I know have been in it for 20 plus years. Some of the most successful real estate agents that I know have been in it for 20 plus years. Sure, they could have gone somewhere else. They could have tried something different, but they stayed in their lane. They, they, you know, hunkered down. I'm going to be the professional in this industry and with this company and, and then they've crushed it. And, and now because they're, they've been in it so long and they've been with the same place, people just realize that, okay, well, this place must be good. If the, if this person of this caliber is staying here for this long, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to, I'm going to go there and their business booms because they stayed in line. And they work their guts out. Dude, Ashton, that's, so. th- this is unheard of. This is unheard of. And, you know, I, I, it's sad to say, it's, it's hard to say because it's, you hear it all the time with people moving around, jumping around, figuring out, hey, this isn't, this isn't the right place. You, be real with me. Have you ever thought about leaving and, and doing something on your own? I mean, you're you're an entrepreneurial person you that's why you're in door-to-door that's why you're in commission-based jobs but is there a difference between being an entrepreneur and being entrepreneurial and maybe talk through that and kind of your your mindset behind leaving the company or leaving what you're doing and throughout these five years have you have you honestly ever thought about doing something else i have twice yep if i'm being real I, 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 one of them was like, not very, I didn't think of it for very long. One of them was I got offered a lot, a lot of money. Um, <laughs> like, like a lot, a lot of money, half a million dollars to go move to another company. That's a lot of money, man. You can do a lot with that. Yeah. I live in expensive San Diego. I could, you know, I could pay for half of a million dollar home for with that, you know, or whatever. And, <laughs> and, uh, and that was tempting and make more money per sale. That was tempting, but the, I wouldn't feel good in my own skin because I knew the product that I was selling wasn't as good as what I was selling currently. And my integrity means more to me than money. And so it was a, like a, whoa, kind of experience, wow. but it was short lived because I knew that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing what's in the best interest for my customers. And yep. so 
ultimately I wouldn't be able to sell all that well because I would know in the back of my mind that there's a better solution somewhere else. So that one was kind of short lived. Then I had another one where I had a, a, a friend of mine. I actually knocked his, knocked on the doors with him, trained him up. He was with us for a little bit. Went mm-hmm. off and started his own business, and is crushing it mm-hmm. and is doing amazing. And we've kept in great yeah. contact. I would love to go into business with this guy in some form or fashion at some point in my life, just because I have so much respect yeah. for him. His integrity is off the charts. He's honest. He's hardworking. He's he's positive minded. He's just a, he's just yep. instead of a guy and and uh, and I I considered leaving, but I went up and talked to my current owners. I had a respect for them and just said, "Hey, man, my yep. heart's here at Legacy, but my mind is somewhere else. Can you help me understand yep. where we're at, where we're where we're going, what we're doing? And because this yep. is because this is the opportunity that I have here in front of me, and and just kind of talk to him about it." Because they they deserve yeah. that, uh, and I wanted to honor them and respect them in that way. And anyway, and we talked we talked through it all, and and luckily for me, um, where that company was headed, our company was pivoting to also go in the same direction, and mm. kind of along the thought along the lines of well, I could go over here and and own half of a company uh, and have ton and ton ton of risk or i can be an yeah. entrepreneur right like a like an entrepreneur within a company i think i own my own business i consider that i consider my business my own business i'm 100 percent commission i'm an sure. contractor it is my own business right yeah. but i yeah, absolutely i don't need to take i don't need to take all the risk and and what have you in my current place but still basically get the same uh the same sort of opportunity and potentially yeah. make more unless that company sold, which is a big if, um, yeah. the other company, if it sold, then it could, we could get to the number that I wanted to get to faster potentially. But if it never sold, then I'm taking all this risk for about the same re- reward. So anyway, when it came, when it came down to it, uh, our company legacy was, was pivoting to the direction that this company was already in. And I thought, and I and actually I was part of I'm a part of a like a a business um, executive business group that they um, just a really powerful kind of mastermind type of group and I was presenting to all of them my the challenge I was facing and one of the ladies said well if you could get to your number to your goal with either company at the same time so at the same amount of time which would you prefer to do. And I thought, well, I'd prefer yeah. to do it with my best friends at Legacy. And so that also was a good turning point in my decision to to not leave. But that's a really interesting yeah, you can, question. If you, if you can accomplish the same number in the same amount of time, where would you want to be? I love that. Taking the money out of the equation almost and making those equal. Right. And, and, and basically... What it kind of like, as I dug into that question a little bit more, what what it kind of made more sense to me was like basically I have the same opportunity, but I can I can do it with this guy that I really love and respect, or these other guys that I've built businesses with for years, and I'm currently entrenched in. Why not just stay here? If I can get to the same goal, the same amount of time, then I'm just going to stay in line and just keep plugging away. So 
I like that a lot. And I think it's actually really healthy to poke your head up every couple of years and look at, you know, your current opportunity for what it is. And, and um, you know, I think gone are the days where you hear your dad being in your, in the line of work for, you know, and you're in insurance for 30 years. It's, it's, I think we can, we, we have the flexibility now where we can kind of every so often, not every three months, but, you know, every few years, poke our heads up and, and look around and see, see if the opportunity that we're in right now, if it is where we're supposed to be. And, um, and leveraging our skill sets, we can, uh, we can, we can make better decisions as we get older because we're wiser and we're able to be more experienced. And I think that's awesome. I think that's a really healthy, functional way to make sure that you evaluate yourself every so often. Take inventory. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. Put your head down, lock in for two years, three years. And before you give yourself an opportunity to kind of put your head back up and see what else is out there and then make the choice. My dad one time and multiple times has said to me, Ashton, lots of things in life aren't a matter of principle. They're a matter of preference. There isn't really like mm-hmm. one job that's the job that you're supposed to have for your life. Being a janitor or being a sales guy or being a doctor, like isn't necessarily the only job or the right job for you, kind of like a soulmate, you know, like for your job. But there's only one. It's these like it's mostly a matter of preference. Well, what do you want to do? Would you prefer yeah. to do this job or would you prefer to do something else? You choose. And I've, I've used that a lot in a lot of different aspects of my life that a lot of times it's not a matter of principle as much as it is a matter of preference. So, well, I mean, being, being in your lane like that, I mean, it's paid off for you. You let, I just want to review some of these numbers. This is insane. You have over 1,100 signed accounts all time. You have, one thousand to the to yeah in solar one thousand to yep. the to the dot approved accounts, and you have six hundred and seventy six installed accounts with legacy, and that that doesn't count um, thirty or forty or fifty or so accounts with another company that you're with prior to legacy. Right. So over seven hundred over seven hundred solar installs, and then and then best day. <laughs> this is insane, you guys. 21 signed solar accounts in one day. In the best week, 43 signed in a week. And uh, this this is this is crazier, but because um, it's hard to it's I think it's easy to work for a week hard and and you have to have worked really good previous weeks to get that to earn that 43. But yeah. 62 in a month. That's got to be a record. And then your best quarter of all time, 147 signed deals. Some of these numbers, I mean, based on today's pay, based on today's oh. pay scales. Oh, I wish we had that what? today's pay scales. <laughs> <laughs> that was in 2018. Um, that was September of 2018, 62. That's crazy. How, how much money is that in a month? 62 deals right now. In California, um, well, not all of them are going to go to install because the roof won't work all the way, and 
whatever else like that. But if you've got a, what do you say, 62 uh, and, a, and a 70% or 75% of those, it's called 75% of those get to install, that's $232,000. <laughs> it's a good month. It's a good month. 200, over 200 in uh, in a month. That's crazy. Yeah. It's probably more than that. I like to be a little reserved on the commission made. But I, would, I would I would say it's a little more than that, Ashton. I mean, your yeah, close probably ratio over two fifty. Yeah, your your install ratio is really high. You you install seventy five percent almost of of what you get approved. Um, so your your system sizes are are probably a little smaller in San Diego. Your your commission's really high because the sun hours are probably pretty high. So. I mean, without getting too much into the weeds, I bet you you could have made it may have even been over three hundred and fifty thousand in a in a month. Not not to focus on that or emphasize how much, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. So staying in your lane has definitely paid off. Staying and, in your lane's um, paid off. One thing I want to one thing I want to I want to call out is you did win a Tesla in the competition. That's pretty cool. I did. I think that helped me to get the national sales director role. Thank you, sales competitions. But yeah, I did. It's good. How do people use sales competitions to their advantage? I mean, you you have you obviously never you know saw yourself doing that many accounts. Did you? I mean, by yourself, could you have done that without? being pushed or without without the competition i guess what without it what would have happened and, and with it what causes it to happen within you yeah i mean probably not you think about you think about uh any kind of sport and i was raised doing sports but like a a weightlifter or usain bolt on the track or something yeah. their world records happen because they prepare for and work up to a competition and they could, they could do those things, you know, on their own, but it's, it's tough to, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty disciplined dude and try to create an ideal day every day if I can and try to, you know, be disciplined, but, but being consistent and disciplined over a long period of time, that's where people are successful. The most successful people that I know are consistent over a long period of time and have a positive attitude. Um, but it, without having some sort of competition, Usain Bolt may never have ran a nine point whatever second hundred yard dash. But because he had that, he was able to prepare for it, work up to it, and do it. And I think that the the levels that that people hit are a lot of times due to sales competitions. You again in Indian in any industry. If you're selling alarms, your best week is probably in the week when your team needed the most and you're going up against the, the Goliath and you're the little David and your team needs you to do twice as many sales as you've ever done in a week. And you figure out a way to do it. And had you not had some gnarly sales competition, you would have tried your best and probably got what your best was, maybe plus one. Right. So I think that competitions are are really important. I think it's really important that the companies do the competitions also. 
more than just like you within yourself because we get it's easy agree easy to be be like yeah man i got this competition for myself my wife will you know set a board all right ashton we need to get 30 30 installs in this short period of time and and that will motivate me for sure if it's coming from my wife and my kids but it's it's also like man my teammates are are are, are you know needing me to do this or or if the if the competition is big enough, like winning the Tesla, dude. We're, I I was preparing. I know you were you was you and me and a couple of dudes going toe to toe, preparing for months for that competition. That wasn't yep. just a, like okay next week we're gonna do the sales competition. No man, you were preparing for months, we're like working up to it, spending long hours, you know, a month or two before the finals, uh, just so that that everything when we had that final week, it was all like ready, set, go, you know? So I think competitions yeah, we, are we crucial put it all on for, the line. for people. We, 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 we did, didn't we? We put it all on the line and, and uh, it was fun being a part of that with you to grow with you and to learn about myself. I, it was, it was, I think that there are people in our lives that count on us and to the degree of, of, the the sheer volume of people that are counting on us to the degree that we respect those people that are counting on us. We don't want to let them down because we don't want to lose their respect towards us to the degree that we love and they love us back. I think that determines, you know, how far we're willing to go during those hard times yeah. and, uh, and, the, and the purpose and the why behind it all. We all talk about, Having a why, having a vision, having a purpose. I think that that's what, for me, it came down to was the people that counted, that were relying on me, you know, the company, my family, my kids, you know, I, did, I definitely wanted to, to prove, prove to myself that, that I could do it. But I think more than that, it was the people that were counting on me. Yeah, I totally agree. And the, and the, the crazy thing about that competition, Mitch, when I reflect on it and I talk to people about it, is the Tesla was really cool price, but at the end of that, yeah. as, as going going through it and being a part of it, in my mind, I was really thinking, I want to be the best version of me, and I want to whether whether I win or lose, I'm going to give this all I got, and if I win, I know that I beat everybody else's givers given all that they had too. So it became less about the car, and it became more about like yeah can I, can I be a top performer while everybody else is giving their top performance? Right. Am I, am I really part of the 1% of the 1% or am I just, do I just say that I am like, this is, this is, this is like rubber hitting the road. You know, you can talk all you want, but what, when it comes to playing on the field, like, am I really in that, in that realm of people? And, and, and that would, that's what was driving me as, as, as we were getting closer to that final week. And then during the final week, it was just, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> before sunup to after sundown, way past after sundown to like prove to me and to everybody else that I, that relied on me and that we're, you're, we're watching that. Yeah. I'm, I'm part of that. I'm part of that group. And I, and I want to be a part of that group and I'm willing to work my guts out to be a part of that group. You know, when you were, when you were operating, during that time, how good, how good were you? Did you, you, 
you know, you, you know what I mean? Like we all, we all are good. Right. But, but this is a different type of good. This was greatness. <laughs> this was like where you're at peak state. You had to have been at peak state. Um, maybe talk, talk to me about that. Like how good do you, did you feel you were compared to when you were just kind of going along there prior to those competitions? Yeah. Well, I, so before, so again, working up to this, just like you saying, both working up to the Olympics, you know, when we found out that they were going to do a Tesla competition, we, it's about two months before the finals. And at the very yeah. start, I wrote down and I saved it. I have it at my house here, uh, a piece of paper that, that I wrote on that I put in order to win this in order to be the best at this i need to be a good dad a good husband a good bishop i'm a bishop at church at my church uh incredible sales rep and you know incredible following up or something i can't remember the last one i said but i but i wrote down that if i if i am too just narrowly focused on work and I put my wife and my kids to the side, that's going to affect my whole and like my, my responsibility to church. That, that'll affect my cells and my cells, my cells will tank right. if I don't, if I don't try to be the best at all of those things. And so I spent more time at work for sure. But every day I tried to have a meaningful conversation with my wife and, and tried to look into my kids' eyes and be intentional about our time. And I remember during that time, I put my phone away for 15 minutes, Mitch, 15 minutes. And I had a dance party with my two daughters on our rug in our front living room. And I was so into them and they were so into me. It felt like hours. It felt, it was the best. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. It felt like hours wow. that we were just enjoying each other and having this fun dance party. And it was 15 minutes, but it was so intentional. And so me looking into their eyes and they're looking at me and they were, and we just connected. And so, so I was, I was, I was trying my That's best amazing. to be at a, at a, at a peak state of all of those different places, but knowing that there's a time and a season for different things, knowing that I was going to spend more time with work. Lydia and I, my wife and I, we still tried to like, okay, well, the, the girls are going to, they're going to be on a break. They're going to be on a fall break. We yeah. talked about, you know, doing a little staycation. So we did it. We did a little staycation. They stayed at a hotel up in Carlsbad. I live in two of us, two of us is 45 minutes from my house. And I, mm -hmm. in the morning would spend 45 minutes or an hour. Just, but no phone, no anything, very intentional time. Let's play at the beach for a minute. Let's go to the pool for a minute. And then I'll be gone all day. And you guys have fun here as if I was here. So I'm not going to be here. I'm going to go win this competition. And they were cheering for me and did a Facebook post, like, please call my dad if he wants solar. And, yeah. and, I remember and that. then I would come home, come home really late at night. The kids were already asleep and I'd spend some, some time with my wife. And then I'd put her to bed and then I would go to work again. And I keep working and we're at this hotel, not my own home even. And I'm trying to like do everything possible to win this competition. But I also, but I didn't shirk my responsibilities 
as a dad or a husband or a bishop uh, or, or in my own health, right? I, I was eating good and, and I knew that was the other one. I needed to make sure that I was eating good uh, during, during that time so that I could perform well uh, at every, yep. at every aspect that I was at. So it, it, you can't, you can't, you can, you can, in different times and seasons, you can spend more focus on certain things, but you can't jerk in order to be a, a to perform at high levels. You've got to be able to perform at high levels and multiple things. And, and you can't just shirk your responsibilities because in the back of your mind, you'll know you're a crap dad, you're a crap husband or whatever. And that, why am I doing all this anyway, if this is supposed to be for them, but I'm not even with them or, or connecting with yeah. them. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I approached it. That's awesome. I, I would say what I got out of that was the intention was, was there. You were, you were intentional about those interactions and that's what creates uh, your work-life balance is you were intentional with your conversation and with your wife. You, it was meaningful. It was productive. And you were all in. You were, you were playing full out in each of those moments. And yep. um, those, those moments, even though they didn't last very long, because they were meaningful and intentional, they actually were more impactful and created that balance for you. Even though you spent more uh, time in the day, more hours working, then all those other things you were you because you were intentional it was actually very impactful for you yep yep 100 percent. so 100 percent. so with what tell tell us your opinion on that like work-life balance because you juggle so many things you you have a beautiful beautiful family and it's I mean, you want to, you want to dedicate as much time as you can throughout that. Maybe talk to us about your yearly schedule with them and your daily schedule with them. And then also your, your physical and your emotional, spiritual balance that you have on the other, on the other side of that coin. Um, how many hours do you really dedicate to each one of those throughout the day? And like, I, I think I just mentioned where hours, maybe not, they don't matter as much as, as intention and meaning, meaning within those moments, but maybe throughout the year and, and maybe break it down throughout the day as well. Like, how do you guys, how do you balance all that? That's, there's so much that you do. Yeah. I think that, I think with our, so a year, last year I heard a, a, a guy that I totally respect church leader, just an incredible guy. Um, he, we, he give a amazing sermon. And then after the sermon, he, he, he opened it up for questions. And somebody asked him, like, how can you how can you be such a great scriptorian? He was in his he's in his fifties, and he said that he made a decision to uh, a long time ago to have meaningful prayer and meaningful scripture study every day. And in my life, I will pray and I'll have scripture study, but it's not always meaningful. And it and and that word changed my goals in every aspect of my life, frankly, uh, since I, since I talked to him as I, as I've reflected, reflected on it more and more, um, meaningful interactions with my children mean more to me 
than just checking off that I take them to their dance or or their dance practice and that I you know do walk them to school or whatever and so so every day I'm trying to have meaningful interactions and I've taken it all the way down to like meaningful social media you can just scroll for days and hours you can spend time on Netflix for days and hours and not have any meaning in it and it doesn't get you anywhere and so so every day I'm trying to have a meaningful conversation with my wife a meaningful connection with each one of my kids look them at the uh, in the eye and have meaningful connection uh, I'm trying to have a meaningful prayer a meaningful scripture study I'm trying to have me- I'm trying to be meaningful or have have good health I'm eating proper food I'm when I do have spend social media time it's short now than it was before but it's meaningful I'm I'm there's intention behind it uh and it's and it's kind of timed and so I don't just waste cuz I've wasted way too much time on on that um so my specific connection like my kids I my from 7 to 8:15 every morning is a sacred hour for me with this with this coronavirus stuff going on uh and our kids have been on spring break uh while we've been on lockdown so it was it hasn't really changed that much but normal on a normal week normal day from 7 to 8:15 is a sacred hour for me i wake up the kids we talk and have some tell jokes a little bit or have fun, you know, in the morning. And then we read the scriptures together as a family. And then we eat breakfast together. And then we have a family prayer. And then I walk them to school. And that is like such a meaningful, wonderful hour and 15 minutes of my life. And some days that's the only hour and 15 minutes that I get to spend with my kids. But if I'm intentional about, about what I'm doing, then it'll be uh, very impactful experience then then i try to have meaningful conversation every night with my wife i put my phone down i put my leave my phone downstairs i i so if you call me late at night sometimes and i don't answer it's not because i don't hear actually it is because i don't hear the phone ringing it's because i i put it away i put the phone away i put it on do not disturb and i come on i come upstairs and i have meaningful conversation with my wife and try to have a meaningful connection with her and spend time with just her and I talking about whatever it is that we need to talk about. Um, yeah, you, and then you're, eliminating distract, you're eliminating distractions. You, that's, that's distraction. the key, yep. to, key to a big, uh, a, a great work-life balance. What I'm hearing is that it's not, you don't have to balance it by having two hours of family time, two hours of work. It's, it's eliminating distractions when you're in the moment of yep. those, those meaningful moments. Yeah, playing full out when you're in that thing. And I, you know, legacy, we have a principle called playing full out. And, and I used to call it turn your brain off, turn your brain on, kind of like a light switch. When you're, when you're at home and you're supposed to be with your kids, turn your brain on to that and turn your brain off of work, which is super hard for most everybody, myself included. Very difficult thing to, to do. Right. Uh, but then also when you're on the doors, Turn your brain off of social media and turn your brain on to the knocking doors uh, and be there, be at the doors with the people, making your interactions, connecting with people. Uh, you're, you're so much more productive. A, a two hour focus, two hours knocking on doors is way more productive than four or six hours being distracted by everything else yeah. that's going on. And so if you can focus in and play full out, 
And, and you're right, it isn't necessarily like an even balance of time as much as that there is time for each thing. And when you're doing that thing, you're all in on that thing. Uh, you know, I went on a bike ride today and I made sure that it was, I mean, I don't listen to music when I run or bike ride or do books or anything like that. Not that I'm, not that I'm against that. I actually think it's totally admirable that people listen to books while they're working out and doing stuff like that. But, um, but I don't because I just am focused in on what I'm, what I'm doing at that time. And so, um, yeah, I'd say that, that now that you're kind of bouncing that back to me, makes that, that's a big, a big, uh, emphasis that I do for sure. The, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yep. The main thing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's, that's something I've learned from, from one of my mentors in my life too, is just be, be, be able to compartmentalize the, the task at hand. And I think that's why a lot of people take a lot longer to do a certain task and the learning curve ends up being a lot, a lot longer because you're not focused um, putting yourself in a creative high flow, high peak state, which allows your mind to learn at a faster rate. Um, you look at, you look at all the greats in the industry for some reason, they're able to focus and not be ADD about it. Not to say you can't be great if you have ADD, but it's that type of, uh, it's, that, it's those types of distractions where we could be checking email when we're supposed to be knocking, when we're, when we're supposed to be talking with our wife, we're looking down at our social media. It's like those types of moments are going to, um, are going to be wasted because they're not meaningful. And when you're wasting moment, moments, I think you, you end up seeing uh, something that start, starts to degrade in your life. And that the, the, degre- the degradation of, that, um, of those moments, we're not going to get those back. Those are gone yeah. forever, right? So I, uh, I, I, I am a very big believer in leaning into what you're doing at the moment, in the, at the task at hand, making sure that you're completely focused. When you're juggling so many things, you have to learn how to do that. Um, you, you, you see the CEOs and Fortune 500 leaders and, and all these really awesome leaders that, that run businesses right now. How do they read 30 books a month? You know, how do they, how do they balance that life uh, with their, their business life and also their family life as well? You know, there's something that's got to give, right? But really look at it. How does that sustain? It's, it's being, it's being intentional with those moments. I love that. Thank you so much. You got it, man. Ashton, been awesome. I appreciate you having me on. We've heard a lot from you today, man. Thank you for jumping on. Um, is there anything else you would, you would want to leave the listeners with today to, to close out any final thoughts? Just repeat what you just said. If if you can be laser focused on the, the thing that you're in, be all in, turn your brain off of the the distractions, turn your brain off of even good things. It's a good thing to to have a good relationship with your wife. But if you can tell your wife, honey, for the next two hours, I'm really laser focused. Unless it's an emergency, you know, I need to be focused for these two hours on this task at hand. Um, 
and not that, that that's saying that she's not worth talking to, but that, you know, you're just laser focused. If you can do that and get in the habit of that more and more and more often and have your structure and have your, your mind be in a place where you can turn on and off of things, your fulfillment of your life will, will go up because you're getting more done and you're not missing out on important aspects of your life. If you're not meaningful, tasks that could take 20 minutes may take an hour. And we're so busy in our world, we get busy. I've got extended family members that say they're so busy, but every time I do a post on social media, they're like, like it within like five seconds. I'm like, man, you were on there all of the time, but you're saying you're busy and you can't do these other things. It blows my mind. And so if we can be, be intentional, turn your brain on and off, be super focused, your fulfillment and your happiness in your life will increase. 